You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development. Showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass, and Unfiltered podcast. And we are in season nine, the most impactful guest season. And I got the honor of bringing back the Danielle Kobo. If you didn't listen to her podcast before, it is basically on tips to have recruiters reach out to you on LinkedIn and how to optimize your LinkedIn. It came out a little over a year ago. And since then, she's done some serious like pivots and changes in her life but she's still this amazing badass woman um she has a book coming out soon it's on grit resilience and courage and today we're going to talk about three steps to prevent burnout because it's so important especially for high level high effective high achieving badass women so danielle i'm so happy to have you back oh well thanks for having me back it's an honor of course so okay i i'm guessing you've dealt with burnout I'm <laughs> I have definitely dealt with burnout. There's there's no doubt in my mind I had a successful career in sales, but at the same time I was overworked. I would break out in hives every third quarter and it would be all over my chest. So here I would be wearing a, almost a turtleneck sweater in the dead heat of August, <laughs> which was not I mean probably number one indication that I was burnt out, but never really tuned into it. Oh yeah. So what are, what are those steps that you would say for us to not get to that point? I would say the first step is really being in tuned with your body. Our body communicates when it's burnt out. However, we tend to not listen to it. We tend to continue to push through and ignore the signs. So what one exercise that I found that I continue to do on a regular basis is I call it the body scan and I go into detail of it in my book, but the body scan is choosing one day a week and standing in front of a mirror and looking at yourself in the mirror and starting from the very top of your head to the very bottom of your feet. And our body will communicate when it's burnt out in a various way. So if you look in the mirror and you start to look at your hair, is your hair dull? Is it thinning? Is it starting to fall out? Those are signs that your body is under stress. If you look at your face, is it dull? Is it, that's probably because it's dehydrated. You're not hydrating your body enough. Is it that your face is breaking out? If you ever Google uh, breakout face mapping, uh, you can actually look at, you can Google and there's areas within your face that You'll break out depending on whether it's hormone related, the food you're eating, or whether it's stress. So is your face breaking out? Then look at your chest. I would break out in hives. That would be the point where I would be way beyond burnout. So looking at your chest and then going down to your stomach uh, with your stomach. Is it, are you feeling like it's tense? Is it in knots? Are you constantly tired and exhausted? All of these are indications that our body is communicating to us that we are stressed, we're overwhelmed, we're burnt out. 
So instead of getting to the point where we continue to push and ignore these signs from our body, it's checking in with ourselves every single week. And if you start to see these indications, then you get to ask yourself, what's causing that burnout? Is there a life event going on? Did you recently have a job change, a promotion? Uh, have you had kind of an ex- a week this past week? My two kids have been sick. Uh, I have, my husband has had military, military duty while I'm trying to write a book and run a business. So there's been some stressful times this week. Is it just a peak time this week or is it consistent? And what changes can we make to not continue spiraling down that stress and burnout level. That is so, thank you. You always give so much tips. Like you give the tips, like, okay, this is the tip. And then you just always provide all the value. And I know there's so much in your book that's coming out. I cannot wait till it comes out. Oh my goodness. Cause I definitely like just send me the message and be like, okay, going right now. Um, Because yeah, like doing that body scan, actually being aware, taking the time to sit there, be aware of, okay, is this different? Should I change my hair care? Or is it really that I'm too stressed and my hair is falling out? You know, (laughs) like. (laughs) Yes. Is it, we're putting on weight because we're emotionally eating. Are we Mm -hmm. bloated because we're not actually eating the right food that our body needs to thrive? Is our skin dull? And when we lift up the top of our hand, is it like the skin pulling together and not rebounding back because we're not drinking enough water? We should be drinking a gallon of water a day for our body to function properly. Our body is the most important thing that we should be taking care of. We have to take care of ourselves first before we can take care of other people, including our kids. If we're stressed and burnt out and we're overwhelmed, it comes out not only in the way that our body performs and the energy that we have, it also comes out and sometimes we'll be irritated. Uh, that creates conflict in the household. So you've got to take time to take care of yourself. It's so important. Yeah. You can't pour from an empty cup. Um, so what is your second tip on this? The second tip is the first hour of your day creates the intention of your day. That first hour, are you the type of person that's the minute you wake up, are you going on your phone and are you scrolling through social media? Because if that's the case, then what happens is scrolling through social media, we can get lost in it. And what happens with social media is we start to compare ourselves to other people. Mm -hmm. Envy, jealousy starts to kind of spurk up. Oh, I wish I had that lifestyle. I wish I was more successful. Oh, I wish I looked like that. Oh, I need that fall sweater that just came out. (laughs) We start to create this, this, I need, I want comparison, envy, jealous, And that's not a good way to start the morning. Plus we can often get lost in social media where all of a sudden we look up and go, I'm maybe late to work because I just got lost. Or are you grabbing for your, for your phone and looking at your email and starting to see, oh man, I've got all these emails coming through. When you start, the mind starts racing of all the, the responsibilities that you have for that day. And then that can create overwhelm. So I say the first hour of your day, harness it, cherish it, preserve it. Don't go on social media. Don't check your cell phone. In fact, that first hour of your day, avoid the snooze. 
on your alarm clock. Because what happens is when you snooze the alarm, it's telling your body that it your time is time to go back to sleep, but we're not giving ourselves adequate time for our body to go on REM sleep, rapid eye movement. So then we end up waking up groggy, exhausted, lethargic sometimes. So your first hour of your day, when your alarm goes off, wake up, get up. You've heard the uh, Mel Robbins count five Mm -hmm. seconds and get up. I do Mm -hmm. that. Um, Drink plenty of water in the morning. Uh, Fuel your body with good, healthy foods. Avoid distractions throughout the day. Exercise, and I'm not taking it saying that you have to exercise for an entire hour. It may be a 15 minute brisk walk. It may be going on YouTube and doing a seven minute workout, but it's something to get the uh, endorphins going within your body and giving you that boost of energy and, and motivation. Also, looking at what are you filling in your your playlist in your head? Are you watching the news when half the time it's yeah, I have, I have a hard time with the news. Um, or are you listening to music that lifts you up and pumps you up? Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe it's a podcast, your favorite podcast that inspires you and motivates you. Really be intentional about that first hour of your day because it creates the intention for the day. I, that is one of my favorite tips. And I absolutely believe it's so true. You know, just really setting your day up for success. And, um, yeah, I'm so guilty at the, like being on my phone because I've been waking up at the point. I'm like, oh, I need to just go ahead and share this to this group. Um, like, cause I have a chat group of motivational stuff and I send a video to them every morning. And then I also have to like, if I, if it's a day that I have to post a reel on Instagram, I don't think you can schedule the reels on Instagram. I wish. (laughs) Yeah. You can't do that yet. So, um, so then I like post all of my like reels to all of my different places, reels and TikToks and what shorts, whatever they are on the platforms. Um, and so like, I'll do that. And then it's like, okay, do I want to go back to sleep? Because if I'm too tired or like, okay, I can get up and go. It, my problem is the scrolling I've gotten. So, and I'm, I'm just, So I know that somebody on here listening has to be dealing with this too. And especially in the winter months, it gets worse for me because it's just like the comparison happens. Life seems to slow down, but it's also busy. The the comparison starts to happen more, you know, and, and just being mindful of doing that. So yes, I'm going to have to, um, really like, that's one of the tips I'm really going to have to work on. So I, it's just another sign that I'm like, okay, no, Olivia, that's, that's the one, that's the one you really need to listen to. Okay. So what is the third step? The third step is reframing the mindset around asking for help. We are both military spouses. So we know that, and I was just writing a chapter in my book about that time period where my husband was deployed for a year. Our twins at the time were a year and a half old. And I was leading a team for a fortune 500 company where I had five States. So I was traveling every single week. It was a challenging time. And it, and in a lot of ways, it was beneficial because it taught me how to ask for help. And here's what I want to say, because a lot of people go, Oh, ask for help. I've heard that before, but let's reframe the mindset on what asking for help is. The research shows that people that do volunteer work live happier lives. 
you think about a time where you fed the homeless or you helped a friend out and that boost of, uh, the, the boost that you get of energy and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so when we start to think about asking for help, here's what it is, is when we don't ask for help, we strip somebody of the experience of, of joy and fulfillment. Mm, I'm going to say that again, Mm -hmm. when we don't ask for help, we strip somebody of the opportunity to experience joy and fulfillment. A lot of times we go, I don't want to ask for help because I don't want to impose other people. I know other people have a lot on their plate, but the reality is, is people want to help. The problem is, is we don't always know how to help. So we have to be specific on, on what help looks like. When I was going through postpartum depression, what help looked like for me was my mother-in-law cook dinner for me. She did my laundry. And by doing that, I was able to spend time bonding with my kids and also taking the time to heal and do the work that I needed to do to get to a good place. I did 16 weeks of cognitive behavioral therapy to help me get out of postpartum. Uh, Asking for help when my husband was deployed was sometimes Uh, calling a friend and saying, Hey, can you go to the grocery store and go pick up some medicine? Because all three of us are sick. But you think about those times when a friend calls and asks you for help and just like that, Oh, I feel, it feels good to be wanted. It feels good to help somebody out. So we, that's where we get to reframe our mindset around asking for help. Yeah, that, that is a good one. And that's one of the things I realized when I started this pregnancy and I realized like later on, I was like, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to work on that. Um, really learning how to ask for help because, and, and I like reframing my mind around like, cause I see so many women dealing with mommy guilt and shame. And mm. especially when you're like working and doing so many other in general, in general, you deal with shame and guilt. Um, and I'm trying to avoid that situation. I know that the, the, ta- the tactics that I put on myself to, to put on that shame, I'm too critical. I, I have a, ju- a judge's mindset over a learner's mindset. So I'm really just for the first six months, I'm really just going to be like, you know what? We're going to just figure it out. We're just going to figure it out. And I'm going to just try to give myself that grace. But it's like, I also have examples of women like you and so many of my other guests and just personal like women in my life that have done so much um but they've shared their level of vulnerability they've shared the importance of asking for help um and that's one of the things that I think that's really going to help me implement that because it's like you guys or you did it with twins like I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm only trying to have I think the hardest part too, was when my husband got back from his deployment, because I was in my routine, I have been doing everything on my own and I'm going, wait a minute, we have a routine. You're kind of encroaching in on this thing. Um, but I also learned asking for help was the help around the house. And one of the steps that I took was there's two things that I did. One of them was we sat down one day and I said, okay, you've had some time to kind of observe the household. Um, and kind of transition and acclimate in, but now we get to a point where we get to share some of these responsibilities. So I made a list of all the things that we get to do around the house, cooking dinner, doing laundry, 
uh, unloading the dishwasher, taking out the trash. And I wrote down the list and I said, okay, you choose the one you want to do because life is about choices. No one wants to be dictated on what to do. And we, let's face it, men don't always know how to, what to do, how to help. We'll be cleaning around the house while they'll be sitting on the couch and we're going, do you not see us cleaning? Like, why don't you get your butt up and help? No, we get to be specific and ask for it. So make a list and write down all the chores. They choose one, you choose one. They choose one, we choose one. And that helped a lot in relieving the load around the household. I learned to speak up. And every night it is, hey, do you want to do the dishes or bathe the boys? It is always a choice. And I always give him the choice. That is that is a key marriage tip right there. All right. Because we, I've been married for seven years and I realized a couple of years and you got you want them so bad to know what to do. Oh, they but don't. they don't. You have to. Tell, I'm, I'm sorry. And so many people are like, well, they should just know. I've talked to so many women. They should just know. And unless your husband is like one of those super or your partner is one of those OCD, super clean freaks, which is a rare group among men. Um, I still got to tell my husband to put his clothes in the in, in the basket every single day. It's just, it's just, <laughs> That I can relate to. You can pack for a year <laughs> deployment and be everything's rolled tightly, perfect. But for some reason, you can't put the laundry in the hamper. It just hangs on the side. My husband just likes to throw his stuff on the side of the bed. It, it, it's, it's a process. So, um, but I've learned that I had to say exactly what I need because he would he would be like, well, give me a list. Let's do a chore. No, I don't want to do that. You should just know. No, 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 no. I had to change my mindset around that. Um, and that probably took me about three or four years to really understand. Um, so if you're listening to this and you're newly married and you're really expecting him to just know, don't just go ahead and let that go. Um, <laughs> that's going to help you so much in communication in your marriage. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, like knowing the the stuff around the house, like I, I'm so ready to get a cleaner. I'm so ready for that. Like on a, like biweekly basis, just to do the stuff, you know? And I think there's a lot of people have so much like shame and guilt from, I know a lot of women because they want to feel like they can do it all. They want to be the one that keeps the, the clean house mm-hmm. has the amazing kids you know, that are always, you know, it's this, this need for perfection and, um, also make time for lunch with their friends and work a full-time schedule as well, but also be at the soccer game or the the basketball game or whatever. Like I, I know that type, right. And I, I have a very good chance of almost being that type of person. If it wasn't for the influences like you and the other women that I have in my life, because no, I have no shame with like, okay, no, I'm going to need a house cleaner. I want somebody for this. I want somebody for that because it's just a day up somebody, a nanny. Like it's just, you know, cause I, I'm going to be honest. I don't want to drive. I don't want to be a chauffeur when my kids are playing sports. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> I look at, can I do it all? Yes. But at what expense? And to me, I've always, I've had a house cleaner for years and even before kids, because to me, I work really, really hard during the week. And when it comes to the weekend, the last thing that I want to be doing is cleaning my house. 
So mm-hmm. even if we went through financial hardship, I would forego getting my nails done. I would forego a lot of things to budget to have a house cleaner so that my weekends can be spent with my kids. So it is a choice that I make. And I do uh, surround myself with a lot of people always ask, how do you run a business and have kids and, and travel and write a book and, and everything that I do. And, and the first thing I say is I created a support system to run the household so that I can enjoy my life. And I recognize that everybody's in a different financial situation, but to me, that was important. Oh yeah. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of shame that comes around that. If you haven't had that experience, I don't have that shame. My grandparents even had somebody to come to clean the house, but, and, and I, but I'm just, I know that somebody's listening and they're just like, Oh, I don't, I don't know. No, honey, your time is, is better. Well spent. There is nothing like walking in. I remember I used to schedule my house cleaner to come the days that I would always come back from trips. So for example, I used to travel every single week by plane. Mm -hmm. So I would land on a Thursday night, Thursday evening and my house every other week would be clean. And I was going, this is amazing to come back from a trip and have a nice clean house. And to me, having a clean house is if it's clean and, and nice at home, I feel like I'm living in less chaos. Yes, um, and that's important to me too. But yeah, what what are some areas in your life where you can evaluate and and I always say put a number on it. What's your time worth? Mm. What is your time worth? And once you start to quantify what that dollar amount is, it becomes a lot easier to start asking for help. Hey, maybe it's your kids. Maybe it's the shared responsibilities around the household. If you can't necessarily afford to some, have somebody come in, but I'm telling you, I would give up a lot of things <laughs> going to less debtors so that I could have a house cleaner so that I can enjoy my weekends. Going to less dinners. That's, that's the thing because a lot of people it's, it's where you spend your money. It, it's <laughs> really not that, that peace of mind. It's really not that big of a shift. And yeah, no, that just gave me more confirmation um, that it'll happen sooner rather than later. <laughs> um, so I want to know a little bit more about your book because mm-hmm. you gave me, you shared these awesome tips. What else can people expect to, when the book comes out, when, what they're going to be reading? The book is coming out in spring of 2023. So it'll be available on Amazon and it is raw. It is vulnerable. There have been times where I have cried while writing certain sections. I talk everything about the struggles I had uh, building a successful career, how I used to define success and how I currently define success because it's been very different. I talk about the times where I have burnt myself out and and, and have been beyond exhausted and, and the effects that it has. And also how to define and get clarity on what's most important to you. So just like our conversation today, I have my own personal stories, but with every chapter, there's activities and exercises to help you apply these tools in your own life. So if you're at a point where you're saying I'm lost, I don't have hope. I don't have clarity on what success means to me. There are specific steps that are going to be in there. Questions that you get to ask yourself that are going to help you gain the clarity that you're looking for. 
though I, I'm a big believer in, I want people to walk away going, there's a lot of tips that I learn to help me get to the point that I want in my life. And that's what this book is going to be about. I'm so ready to read it. I am. So <laughs> I'm ready for it to be done. It's been a, it's been a lengthy, I've poured my heart and soul into this thing. I've put a lot of research into it, but I'm excited. Yeah, I know. I know if it's coming from you, it's going to be top notch and that it's, it's going to be so good. And I'm, I'm so ready for it and to get it out there. So guys, definitely her links are linked below. Definitely go check her out. Um, she's, she's got a podcast herself, uh, dream job with Danielle Cobo. Um, she's on all the platforms, she, um, Instagram, LinkedIn, especially LinkedIn, follow her on LinkedIn, um, Facebook, you know, check her stuff out. You're definitely going to get so much good value from her. And, um, yeah, thank you just so much for being here today. Oh, thank you for having me again. It's such a pleasure to be on your podcast. And for those listeners out there, really evaluate what what matters most for you. Take care of yourself, ask for help and, and really preserve that one, that first hour of your day, set that intention for your day. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.